What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed, but I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. Devin, what's going on? Yo, what's up? We are on day whatever of quarantine. <laughs> and <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm still losing track of days. I don't know what's going on. I probably read through a ton of books already and watched a ton of sermons and all these different things, just trying to help make this time go by. But uh, Dave, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just uh just you know, trying to trying to stay active, man. That's the hardest thing. Like, it's so easy in this time to want to just like chill on my couch, and I'm just like, I can't do that because I will, I will do it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, for I sure. I actually, I feel like I'm on Castaway. Maybe that's a good, <laughs> good thing. Like you know, like Wilson, like that's except, you right now. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> except it's being on Castaway with with my wife. Like it, it's a good thing. Don't don't get me wrong. It's a good thing. It's just it, you just it's it's a weird time that we're in. But but we are in this coach's clinic right now, and this is something to look forward to every week. Um, of course, I love podcasting with you, Dave. But I have I have been loving this series and talking with our guests that we've had on on this series so far. And uh, we have a really special guest for everyone today, and I'm excited to, for everyone to get to hear her story. For sure. But first, before we do that, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. What's up, y'all? Today's show is brought to you by O'Donnell Financial Coaching. O'Donnell Financial Coaching exists to empower you to take control of your finances. Whether you are in debt and don't know where to start, need help creating a budget that works for your family and your life, or even if you have questions about what to do with your wealth and where it should go. Adam, the owner, is a certified master financial coach that can coach you through your financial situation with the experience of someone who has paid off debt and with the knowledge of someone who is building their financial future with budgeting and investing. Adam offers coaching online, which is a quick and convenient way to get you the help that you need get in touch with him today to schedule your first session at adamcoachesmoney.com and connect with them on instagram at adamcoachesmoney and let them know that dave and dev sent you devon i'm so super excited for this guest today like yes. I, I think that this is going to be an awesome episode it's our fourth installment of the coaches clinic you're right. It's been amazing. I enjoy co-hosting with you, but it's super nice to have people on the show to chat with that that we don't necessarily, you know, know all about. And 
be able to get their insights and why they do what they do. And it's just awesome. So, man, I'm going to let you take this one away and introduce our, our, oh, our guest of the day. All right. So, listen, this guest is special because this is our first professional athlete that we have on the podcast and our, fe- and our first uh, female that we've had on the podcast. So, we got to do We got to do it special. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to introduce our guest. And, I mean, and this is the first guest that I can say without a doubt can, bo- can beat both Dave and I up at the same time. <laughs> so I'm going to do a special, a special announcement. All right. Just like we're at the box. Just like we're at the box. Oh, my gosh. Okay? And from the red corner, <laughs> we have Sammy the He Kitchen. <laughs> What's up, Sammy? How you doing? <laughs> What's up? Hey, I'm doing great. That was my terrible, terrible announcing voice. But you know what? That's okay. I'm just happy to have you on, Sammy. How you doing? Good. I am so excited to be on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Sweet. Okay, Sammy. So for the listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a professional boxer. Um, I've been boxing for about 12 years now. Um, I started off amateur and, and I had a pretty successful amateur career. I am a five-time national champion. I got bronze at the world championships in Bulgaria. Um, I also got to go to the 2016 Olympic trials. I got fifth at the Olympic trials and then ended up getting to go to Rio, which is, um, all just infused in my testimony and just how the Lord has just transformed my life and, and used boxing to pursue me. Um, and now I'm, I'm one to know as a professional fighter with one knockout. So that was, that was really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, um, just a a little bit about my story and, and just how, like I said, the, the Lord has just written this, this beautiful testimony on my heart. Um, I'm a pastor's kid, which is really funny that I chose the sport that I did being a pastor's kid um, because I would just like go into the ring and just be like, repent in the name of Jesus. And just like hit him in the face. I mean, talk about some church Um, discipline going on in the ring there. Right. Like some some Bible thumping right there. Bible thumping. Um, That's what your nickname should have been. (laughs) Bible thumping. I should (laughs) have. Dang. I missed that opportunity. But um. But, um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. And, and so I've, I've literally been in church. My, my dad says nine months before I was born. Like I've, I've been in church my entire life, um, which brought a lot of pressure to my life, but also like, I never went a day without knowing the name of Jesus, which ended up being really special to me. And I'd always had a really curious personality and like, I, I longed to know, the joy and the happiness that everyone around me was experiencing. And they all claimed that it was because of this guy named Jesus. And so when I was six, I know that's really young, but I mean, growing up in the church and and hearing all these stories and just being super curious, I wanted to know Jesus. And so I prayed a prayer when I was six, because I could answer all the questions. I could tell you the ABCs of Christianity um, that Jesus came here on earth to die for my sins and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I remember that moment so vividly, but then I also remember afterwards being really excited and like my parents were really excited, but just remembering that there was no 
real life change. Like I don't remember anything being that different. Um, but I just went on, like I was a Christian, like I, I kind of checked that off of the box of my life and, and just kind of went on about living. And so come middle school, I started boxing at 12 and that just kind of overtook my life that consumed me. I immediately, I mean, middle school is kind of that time where you're trying to find yourself and, and your identity. And so my identity immediately became boxer girl. Uh, that's who I was. And, and that brought a lot of good to my life. Um, just my personality, I loved the attention. Like I, I loved being that like anomaly and, I also got a lot of success. So that also brought like more attention, which just like furthered my foundation in this sport. Like it just made it more solid. And so I just lived my life through mm -hmm. boxing. Any decision that I made was, is it going to affect boxing? Like, how is this going to affect my sport? So that saved me from a lot of things in high school, um, any parties or anything that I was invited to, if I had a tournament coming up, it was an automatic no, like it was a no brainer. So it brought a lot of discipline to my life, but it also, I mean, that's a temporary thing. So whenever boxing wasn't around it, it allowed me to go into places that I didn't want to be. And, and so that, it, that caused a lot of hurt and emptiness in my life. And I remember um, it was January of 2014. I was about to go to for this big tournament. I already won um, the, the five national championships and like I had just gotten a bronze at the world. And and I was coming up to this tournament that was going to be it for me. Like I was it was getting close to the Olympics. And like that was my dream. 2016, I wanted to go for the Olympics. Um and so I, I was just getting geared up for that. And this tournament was going to kind of just like jumpstart all of that. And I remember going to the tournament, being super prepared, and then getting second off of a super controversial decision and just feeling so defeated. And I wasn't going to blame myself because I had prepared and I had done this and me, 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 me. And so I looked to God and I was just like, Why? would you do this to me? Why did you not, why did you not reward my, my hard work? And mm. I just remember not really even being angry at him, but just being like, what the heck? Like super confused. And, um, I came back from that tournament and was really kind of at a, just a fork in my life. Like I just, I was at a crossroads. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have boxing like I thought I was going to I thought I was going to come back and like go to all these international tournaments and go to the Olympic Training Center and and do all these different things with Team USA like I had before getting ready for the Olympics and I had none of that I had quit my job to train and I had actually deferred from school like everything was kind of stripped from me and I ended up meeting with this lady who um I had met through church and just my dad's connections being a pastor and she wanted to pray over some things that I had been through and in high school like I mentioned boxing kind of led me let me go down a path I didn't really want to go because I didn't have tournaments coming up and whatnot so she's kind of want to pray over some things and just kind of like what was next for me and she 
she mentioned, she was like, I just, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me that there are big things coming. Like God has got such a plan for you. And I immediately thought, yes, in boxing, like perfect there. He's going to bring about more opportunities for me to glorify myself in this sport. And that's really, I didn't, I would never admit that, but that was my thinking. Like I wanted to glorify myself and put myself on a pedestal and raise myself up. And so we met at the Brandon Crossings Panera and we were praying over all of those things, like just furthered healing and past hurts and whatnot. And she prayed for clarity. And that was something that was kind of interesting to me. I'd never had somebody pray over clarity for a conversation. Like, I don't know. That was, I just remember that sticking out to me. And um, we ended up continuing the conversation um, and she asked what my story was. So I was kind of in a similar conversation, just like telling my story up to that point. And I remember as I was telling the story, I was, I was realizing I was saying the same things over and over. Like all of these past mistakes just kept repeating themselves. And so I was just like, if I am such an all in person, all in for my sport, all in for, you know, whatever was relevant in my life at that point, mainly boxing throughout the course of my life up to that point. But either way, I was all in for whatever I was doing. Why was I not all in for who I said I lived Mm -hmm. for? Like if I claimed that Jesus was my Lord and savior and Jesus was the leader of my life, why was I not all in for him? And I, I remember I said, she prayed for clarity and I kid you not. It was like a light bulb just went off in my head and she was actually talking at the, at the time. And I just remember being like, wait, I need Jesus. <laughs> I just knew in that moment I needed him. And I, oh gosh, it's just giving me chills. Just, I will never forget that moment. And it was funny because I knew I was about to accept Christ as my savior. And I, we were like pre-celebrating, like we were already so excited, but I had like not prayed the prayer yet. And we actually went into my car and we just to like have an intimate moment with him. And, and I just remember just laying everything down at the foot of the cross, just all of my past hurts from tournaments I had lost or areas in my life where I felt like I had some guilt and shame or just bitterness towards certain people. And I just laid it all down. But the main thing I will never forget was laying down boxing. And if you knew me prior to that point, that was not something I would ever have let leave my lips. Like laying, giving up something like boxing to me at that point was like giving up an arm or a leg. Um, That was my lifeline. And I will never forget. I prayed, Lord, I give you boxing. If you want to, I actually said, if you want to break my leg tomorrow and never let me set foot in a ring again, I am yours. I want to follow mm. you. Wow. Just take me where you want to lead me. And, and then, I mean, obviously my life completely changed. It was like, I, there's that phrase that, you know, it was like, you see clearly, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I had just like, rubbed my eyes and then I came life came into focus. It was like the Lord just like transplanted me into a different body. It was, it was like, I didn't even know that person anymore. And it, 
I mean, it was so beautiful. I just felt so free and so myself. Like I never felt more like myself than in that moment. And so fast forward a couple months later, I actually, after, you know, giving up boxing and putting my foundation on the rock of salvation and who I, I was supposed to be living for and, and, you know, giving, turning my life over to him. Um, I ended up getting an email from team USA and the girl who had beat me in that tournament stepped down. So I actually got to take her place on team USA. I got to go to the Olympic training center and be on team USA and represent my country there. And it was just like, such a beautiful picture of grace because I was so mad at him for taking that away from me. But then when I realized that that was what was holding me back from who he created me to be, and I ended up giving that up to him and surrendering that to him, he ended up giving it back to me. And just how sweet of a God do we serve to do that, to be faithful and giving us our heart's desires when we realize that he is the one that we need to be pursuing and not this thing. Um, But anyways, so I got to go to the Olympic training center. I ended up getting to lead the now two-time Olympic gold medalist, Clarissa Shields to Christ. And just, I mean, like mind blowing experience. I just, it was just like the Lord just fast tracked my, my life at that point. Like I just got to, to have so many amazing experiences through this sport. And he just, I mean, just renewed that sport for me because it had been such a hurt and like had brought me so many like literal losses, but then just also just pain. Um, and like I said, emptiness, and he just restored that and like showed me how this corrupt sport could bring light and how he could bring light in this dark place. And so then I came back from that tournament and, I really felt like the Lord was calling me to continue to pursue the Olympics, but they didn't add my weight class. So I had to cut down two weight classes. So imagine being like at the peak of your physical ability and then having to lose 25 more pounds. And so it was an amazing experience because I got to see the Lord's power because that was nothing that I could have done in my own. Um, And I got, to go to, like I said, I made it to the Olympic trials. I ended up getting fifth at the trials, So I didn't quite make it, but I, I knew that was where God had me. I knew that was as far as I needed to go, but I still felt this tug, um, that I was going to get to go to Rio. I didn't understand it, but he brought to mind Habakkuk one five that says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I'm going to do something in your day that you wouldn't believe, even if you were told. And he told me that I was going to get to go to Rio. And he continued to tell me that throughout my entire Olympic journey, even when I lost. And I remember after, like, it was that day that I had, I got knocked out of the tournament. And I just, I told my mom, I was like, I still feel like I'm going to get to go to Rio. And I remember praying like, Lord, I don't understand this. I, they're not taking sparring partners, so I can't go that way. I just lost. So I did make the team. I just, I don't understand, but okay, I'm going to keep pursuing you and just you lead and I'll follow in. I ended up getting plugged into a ministry called athletes in action. And I'd never, ever heard of it before my life. 
<laughs> which which is weird. It's really weird being a Christian athlete and not ever hearing about athletes in action. I'd known FCA, but I'd never known of AIA. And um, I got plugged in with Crew, which is how I found out about AIA. But UK, I was I was not going to UK at the time, but I was I know I knew some people, so I like had connections at UK. So I started going to that crew, but um, UK doesn't have an athletes in action chapter or it didn't at the time. And so my leader though, knew that I think it was Kentucky state or just some colleges around the region did. And I know that Liberty college did or uh, Lindsay Wilson, not Liberty, Lindsay Wilson. So they um, were taking some athletes to this retreat and I ended up getting it completely paid for and getting to go really free. I got a free ride, a free scholarship, like a full scholarship to go for this retreat. And I ended up, you know, just realizing these people's heart for sports and ministry is mine. And it, it was just such a, a picture of heaven for me because it was all these athletes who were elite athletes. Like they were some of the top, at least at their school and some in the sport who were there just raising Jesus and, and having this beautiful heart for him and, and for lost people coming to know him. And so I just knew that this was something I wanted to be involved with. And I, (laughs) I remember that I got like a bunch of emails and calls when I came back and they were like, Oh, I I see that you were interested in this and, and this and this and this. And I was like, I don't remember saying that, but I probably did because I was just checking like, yes, I want to be involved in this and this and this. And so one of the things was um, to be on staff at AIA. And that was is still definitely something that I would love to do in the future. It's not, it wasn't, and it still isn't for my life right now, but um, I just, I still love their heart for Jesus and, and people but I got a call and I was telling my story similar to I am now. And they, they heard my Olympic connections and they were like, you know, we actually do send chaplains to the Olympics. So like, if that was ever something that you'd be interested in, I will contact such and such and such and have them contact you. And I was like, yeah, that'd be so awesome. Thinking that it was for 2020. Well, I get a text that day saying that they want me to apply for 2016 And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I do all the applications and I immediately get accepted. Well, you have to pay your way for these kind of things and like get sponsors. And I started, you know, asking around and just praying over the Lord providing and whatnot. And the very first sponsor paid for the entire thing. And so, yeah, I, I mean, just again, a picture of the Lord's faithfulness and just provision and an affirmation that this is what I was supposed to be pursuing. And so I ended up getting to go to Rio, like he told me that I was going to. And I got to go, like I started my Olympic journey because I felt a call and a tug on my heart that Jesus was going to use this to bring him glory. And then I ended up getting to go to Rio specifically for that reason to share the gospel and to share my story and to love on people. And so I, it was almost like 
a gift because I didn't have to, I mean, I would have loved, don't get me wrong. I would have loved to go to compete. Like, oh my goodness, that would have been a dream. But I got to go and like kind of have all of those distractions of competition stripped away and go specifically to do ministry and to love on people and to just be there for them. And um, it was just a beautiful experience. And fast forward to now, like the Lord has just continued to bring blessing after blessing um, just in my sport, but then also just in my life. I switched over about a year or maybe a a little (coughs) bit over a year ago um, in school. I switched my major to worship leadership. So I feel a call in my life to be a worship leader whenever boxing is done for me. Um, I lead worship at my church now. So just all of the different areas of my life, the Lord is there and he is very relevant and apparent and, and just dominant in those areas. And, and it's, it's such a, a beautiful thing to get to see the blessings and just the, just the faithfulness, like the grace that he pours out to, to people who pursue him and and love him. And it's just a, a beautiful relationship to be in. Um, and now, so my sport now, I, like I said, just turned pro. So I've been pro not even a year. Um, but I, I obviously have a, a long history in boxing, but the professional world is so crazy, but that's also just a huge, just, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. It's just like uh, incredible. I have, I'm like speechless when it comes to, to thinking about being a professional athlete. Like I just don't even know how I got here. I mean, I know it was the Lord, but just, if you would have asked me, you know, what do you, how, where do you see yourself in three years, three years ago, I wouldn't have said where I am now. Um, so it's just really cool to get to say like, I'm a professional athlete and, and get to see how the Lord has just continued to bless my career and continue to show up and show out all the way. I mean, my first fight, it, it ended in a minute 58 in the first round. So that was all the Holy spirit, but yeah, that's where I am now. And I'm just so excited for what's to come and how the Lord is, is going to continue to use the sport of boxing I mean, use me in the sport of boxing, but I just, I really believe that boxing is an area that needs Jesus. And I believe that it's, it's an area and a a sport, a community that the Lord is really going to bring revival in. So I'm just excited to be a part of it. That's awesome. Like, that's an incredible story. Yeah, I I can say I I really appreciate the zeal you have for the Lord. It it really it comes through, so that's that's amazing. Awesome, yeah. He's he's given me such a passion, and I'm just I'm so thankful for the responsibility that he's he's just honored me with, and that's how I view it. Is just I am his ambassador, and that's what we are called to be as Christians. But I he's put me in places like getting to go overseas and and fight but mainly you know share and I've like actually gotten to be an ambassador like I I got to be a representative for for my country but then ultimately a representative for him 
And so I, I just never want to take that responsibility, responsibility lightly. Sweet. For sure. That's great. So, uh, so you also train people locally here in Lexington. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like, what's your favorite part about, about training? Oh gosh. My favorite part for sure is just the investment in people. I love the relationships that I've made and it's, it's actually interesting because I am the one who is training. I'm the, I'm the one training these people and teaching these people. And, and I'm the one who is supposed to be pouring knowledge into them. But I know this, this might sound super cliche, but they give me more than I think that I could ever give them just the, the camaraderie and just the relationship. And I mean, even the life lessons that I've learned from training people is just priceless. And, and so it's definitely for me getting to invest in people and build relationships and then also see people transform, like become a better version of themselves that by far is super rewarding as a trainer. Yeah. I think it's so cool too. Cause like, you have this really interesting perspective of being an athlete yourself, right? In the moment while you're also training people and coaching people. And then also like you have with, you know, the responsibility we have as believers, like you're also training and coaching and being alongside them in the midst of their like actual real life, because that's what we're called to do as believers. Like how do you, how do you navigate those, you know, three very like difficult responsibilities, right? Like, how do you, like, I, I'd say there's challenges in that of being like, um, of doing all of those things. What, what do you find are the biggest challenges and like, how do you overcome them as, as a, the athlete yourself, but also as the coach and a, a believer? Yeah. So that's a really good question because it is so like all three of those are so different and I have to approach them differently. Like as a, as an athlete, I have to be super disciplined and I have to, you know, have a level of self-control that I is not apparent in, in all the other areas of my life. Um, as an athlete specifically. And, and so when it comes to training, I have to kind of separate the two because I have to build in time for myself, like to train. Um, but I will say they all are interconnected though, because the Lord, when, when I accepted Christ, he, he showed me how boxing and that encompasses all of this, like training people, and training myself um and you know I have a coach but you know just being an athlete um he showed me how boxing is a form of worship and so that like I said that includes training people so I I approach all of that like just boxing in general as my way of ministering to people but also as my way of just worshiping Jesus and Whenever I'm training someone, I I feel the Lord in that 
moment and in that time. And when I'm training by myself or with my coach, I feel like it is a cry out to him and just like a, I don't know, just a praise to him for giving me this and giving me the ability to do this. And, and so I see how, yes, it is different compartments in my life and I have to approach them differently. Like I have to prepare for training differently and I have to prepare for training someone differently, but the relationships that I'm building and the, the way that I can point people to Jesus are all kind of the same. So the way I prepare is just, you know, the spiritual disciplines. I, I continually like pray for Mm. the people that I'm training that I pray for um, myself that really it boils down to, here's the answer. I pray for the Lord to give me strength (laughs) because it is, it really is. It's difficult um, to navigate all of that. And I can't do it on my own. And in my own strength, I see myself becoming irritable sometimes. Um, Weight cut is awful. Let me just tell you, weight cutting is horrible. And you want to see... I've never wanna... done that. I can't tell you that I've ever that I've ever done that before. Don't don't try it. It's awful. Especially in this quarantine season, I can't. Imagine I've just been weight gaining all my life. It. I was just about to say it's awful. Yeah, we've been on the grind the whole the whole life. All about the gains. Honestly, I I wish that I was all about the gains, but um, but you want to see someone who only has the Lord to lean on. Just look at me during weight cut. <laughs> Because it is the struggle, but it, but really though, it it does bring me closer to Jesus because he is all that I have in those moments. And, but I see myself when I'm not leaning on him and when I'm not in the word and when I'm not having my eyes focus on him, because it's really, it's not necessarily about how many minutes do you spend reading? How many minutes do you spend praying? It's really about are you paying attention to Jesus in the little moments of your life? Like are, or are you letting distractions take your eyes off of him? Because you're basically, you're basically fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, virtually and training at the same time. So it's awful. Um, but, but anyway, I can see when I, when I let myself in moments where I might be weight cutting or just when in moments when life is just life, you know, and I can see when my, my eyes are, are not on him and, and I let my impatience come into play and I, I'm not giving people in general, whether I'm training them or, or my coach, I'm not giving them my 100%. And so the, really the answer to all of, all of the question, like the entire question that you just asked boils down to pursuing Jesus um, and, and looking for him in the times when I need him most, which is most every minute of the day. Um, but just keeping my eyes on him and, and remembering the why, like, why am I doing this? And it's to bring him glory. And yeah. it's to, to ultimately pursue his calling on my life and, and really to be the, the best version of myself that he's created me to be. 
Yeah, for sure. So you've been a, a professional uh, professional boxer now, just for a little bit of time. You you got you got a one and zero record with the knockout, which it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's, I mean, you, it's it's like it's like interviewing someone that like you could you could literally knock me out. And you say you knocked her out in less than two minutes, right? Yeah. Oh my! Imagine training your whole life and then in two minutes later it's over. I know. Uh, so I mean, at least. Yeah, that's 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 wild. <laughs> so, I, I'm I'm really baffled by that. But um, for us, can you tell us who was the best coach that you had and why? So, I this might sound like super biased, but I'm going to say my coach now, um, and not because he might listen to this and make me do something <laughs> crazy if I don't say him, but um, <laughs> but I so I've gotten to work with a lot of different coaches just being on team USA you don't boxing is a very interesting sport because it is so individual like my coach doesn't go in the ring and take punches for me and my teammate doesn't go in the ring and take punches for me and so I it's me and my opponent in the ring and that's it but there's also a team aspect to it so when you go to the Olympic Training Center and when you are on team USA you don't get to bring your coach. So it's not like you, you get to bring your own team. Um, and you know, it's individual in that regard, you join a team and you, you know, go with the, the team USA coaches, whoever they are at that time. Um, so I've gotten to work with some Olympic coaches. Um, I've gotten to work with Jason Crutchfield, who is, was Clarissa Shields first coach, um, that, led her to the Olympics for the first gold. Um, and I've gotten to work with Israel Costa, who is a decorated Olympic fighter. He um, got to, he's older now, but I can't remember what Olympics, but he actually got to like carry That's the legit. torch, which oh, is sweet. right crazy. Um, so I've gotten to work with a lot of different coaches, but my coach, um, his name is James Doolin. He's out of Louisville. So I actually fight out of Louisville, Kentucky, even though I'm from Lexington. And um, he has had I, – I don't even know the number because it's crazy, but several world champions. Um, he's had 126 at least national champions as an amateur, um, you know, in amateur boxing. But as far as professional goal goes, he's had, I mean, a ton of world champions. I don't want to say the number and get it wrong, but it's a lot. It's like – that's amazing. Over 30, I believe. But um Jeez. so I just his resume speaks for itself, but because boxing is so individual, um, there is and this is with any sport, because I've played team sports. I I played basketball, softball, soccer when I was little, but basketball and softball. Wait a second. You didn't get you didn't get any technical fouls by knocking anybody out, did you? <laughs> no, but when I was in basketball, I don't know what it was. Every time I would go to pick somebody or like take a charge they would just fall (laughs) and so I wouldn't like ever get the charge because they would be the ones to fall and I'm like yo (laughs) that's not how this is supposed to go so yeah I feel like in trash talk we always say like yo I'm gonna knock you out like but you say it you're serious really though no I will say in middle school I started because middle school everybody is a jerk and you know bullying and stuff it goes on and as soon as I started boxing, all of that quit for me. So 
that was a perk. Um, <laughs> but um, there is – so I've gotten to experience the relationship, the player-coach relationship in a team setting. But when you're in an, in an individual sport, it kind of all heightens because mm. it is just you and your coach. There, there might be other fighters in the gym, but when you are – getting ready for a fight and even when you are there and you're fighting and it's you know it's fight day and you're in the ring it's just you and your coach in the corner and so there has to be a relationship that's built built on you've got to trust them cuz literally they're like your life is in their hands so they are i've seen somebody die in the ring and so oh shoot i mean like literally within feet of the ring and he was carried out on a stretcher, passed away a few days later. I mean, this sport is, it's safe, but it's brutal. Like it is, you are, you're going in there and not just for games. Like you, nobody says, I'm going to go play boxing. <laughs> nobody plays that boxing. Be, you know, I just <laughs> that might be the most you know? of the entire that... podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, nobody says they're going to play boxing. This ain't no play thing. You're going in there. <laughs> But Yo. really, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, when you when you go, Dave, we can go out right now and say, "Yo, I'm about to go hoop." Well, we can't go right now because we're quarantined. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, you could you could go out. Most times, you can say, "I'm about to just go play some basketball," or "I'm about to go play some backyard football." We ain't growing up. Mm-hmm. Nobody says, "Yo, let's just box." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, <clears throat> that doesn't happen. So, be, having that relationship with somebody to where you trust them enough to say. Okay, I'm going to allow you to make the decisions that could, you know, cause me to get knocked out or could prevent me from getting knocked out. Like that is a level of trust that is like no other in a sport because every sport has its its dangers and risks, but in boxing it's it's a different level. And I I really am not trying to say that boxing is unsafe because it's not. And it's not even the leading sport in concussions. That's a whole other thing. But it is, I mean, you're going in there with the intent to knock somebody out. That, that's just, <laughs> it's just different. And so definitely it's, it's my coach now. Like he is, he's like family. I mean, really, I don't say that lightly. Like I call him and we, we can't train right now because we're in quarantine. But I call him all the time, you know, just he calls me and vice versa, just checking up on each other. And, you know, I, I really I just I love him. And he his resume speaks for itself. So he is the best of the best. But he's just super dear to my heart. Dave, you know how, you know, you watch Kobe or Jordan and somebody and they say this person has like the killer instinct. Like, in, in boxing, you kind of have to have that. For sure. Everyone has to have a killer instinct. Yeah. And really, you see who doesn't very quickly. <laughs> so, I, so, wait. So, can you smell so – you can, like – you just – you can smell fear is what you're trying to tell me. All I'm going to say is I was supposed to at least let the first fight go into the second round. <laughs> This girl, and this girl so, is, a, uh, is a superhero. And so what she, the, she, she didn't have, she didn't have it. Is all I'm about to say. <laughs> oh no! Oh my goodness! <laughs> we can't get too much further into that because we ain't trying to embarrass this opponent. Um. 
But really, anybody that steps into the ring has has to have something. Like, you know, if you're going to have the, the courage to step up into the ring under the lights, like, it takes a different person. It really does. I'll just be honest. I don't, I don't got it. I, I'm not I stepping don't... in the ring with you at any time. I'm not even going to try to say it. You know, like, there's people... Like in basketball, there's always that guy that says, I can beat this woman's college basketball player. And there's YouTube videos about it all the time. Yeah. I'm not ever I'm, stepping in the no. ring with you. Ever. <laughs> not, not, I'm not going to play boxing. My <laughs> wife and I are doing well, a, a boxing like, workout series. And like as I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, I am way more uncoordinated than I thought at certain things. And this is it. Like, because boxing, it's so much about form. Like, it's so crazy. Uh, about how how dependent it is on your form. But, yes. Um, you know, I'm. This has been such an awesome podcast. But the last thing that I, I just want to hear you talk about is your ring name. Is your name? And, and it's really just because I want everyone <laughs> to hear the 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 heat. Like I want to hear why. <laughs> okay. So this. <laughs> This is actually funny. So my name is Samantha Kinchin, Sammy Kinchin, whatever um, you want to call me. But Kinchin is my last name. So it's like it's spelled like kitchen, but with an N instead of a T. So K-I-N-C-H-E-N. But everyone mispronounces it and calls me Kitchen all the time. Um, so my name is The Heat because if you can't hey. take The Heat, stay out of the kitchen. Well, you know, oh, and you know what? Old girl, and that somebody, you know, in less than a minute, somebody couldn't stand. She found out if she couldn't stand. She but, did. Okay, she found I'm not going to talk trash about the opponent. I get it. All right. <laughs> Last one. We're about to wrap up. Last one for me. Mm-hmm. You had to choose, I mean, the best boxing movie ever. Ah, yes. You have to choose. You have to choose one. And okay. there, there is no right answer, but there's plenty of wrong answers. Oh, there is. There's so, a ton of wrong answers. So if I had to, if I had to ask you, what is the best boxing movie? Because they're always so emotional. I mean, there's, there's oh, so yeah. many classic ones too. So, best boxing movie ever. What would you oh, say? Okay, so I left this part out of my story, but my little brother actually started boxing before me. And he is about to be 20 now. So he, I'm four and a half years older than him. But at five, at five years old, he watched the Rocky movies and fell in love. Like, was going to be world champion. Like, loved them, would hit everything, shadow boxing everywhere. And so my dad actually met my first coach at a pastor's luncheon, random, and he had a a boxing gym just as like a side ministry for like gang prevention and stuff and like help get kids off the street. And he was like, can I bring my son by? Like he's only six. He was, he was six at the time and just like, let him hit the bag. He would think it was so cool. And so he actually said he can start boxing now if you want, he can't start fighting till eight, but like he can start training. So like, yeah, bring him by Thomas went, that's my brother's name. Thomas went 18 rounds straight that day. 18 rounds as a six-year-old. So anyway, Thomas is an animal. He doesn't box anymore, but he was way better than me. Um, The Lord just took him down a different path. But um, anyway, so the Rocky movies are why I got started in boxing. And so it would kind of be 
blasphemous if I didn't say the Rocky movies. But that's actually my answer is the Rocky movie, specifically Rocky Two. And when he comes back, when he comes face. back, yeah. And I just I love that moment when they're in the hospital and Adrian just had his son, and she goes, "Come here, I gotta tell you something." And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "Come here." And she goes, "When?" And then you hear the ding, and then Mickey, <laughs> Mickey's like, "What are we waiting for? Take this!" And then the training montage starts. I mean, tell me another movie. Tell me another movie, at least series of movies that has better training montages than Rocky. Maybe Mulan, but definitely no other. <laughs> definitely no other boxing movies. And you can't even look at the form though, because if you try to if you try to look at well, which which boxing movie has the best form? None of them do. But I do kind of group in Creed yep. too, because I love the Creed movies. So we'll yeah, kind of like they can be grouped group together. Creed kind of sure. as like an appendage of okay, perfect. Yeah. But definitely, definitely the the whole Rocky series. I love Rocky too. Um, you're right though; there are wrong answers <laughs> to that yeah. question. But I, right I, I'm I'm confident in my answer. All right, all right. We'll we'll let the we'll <laughs> let the listeners decide if that's the right answer or not. But I think I think you hit it right, right on the man. <laughs> well, I don't know if they'd want to disagree with me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> exactly. <kidding. laughs> on that note. Uh, Thanks to our undisputed champion of podcast. <laughs> yes, thank you today. all so much for having me. It was really an honor and such a fun conversation. You guys are awesome. I will be praying that the Lord continues to bless this podcast because I thank think you it's, so it's much. an awesome we appreciate thing you, you guys are doing. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Come on. Come back sure. anytime. Well, yes, I would time. love it. Sweet. Peace. Peace.